How can I continue to strengthen my relationship with Christ through the one thing that he asked me to do in him, which is have faith? But if my mental health, my thoughts, my dreams, my thinking are being attacked by spirits of trauma, anxiety, depression, fear, discouragement, how can I truly strengthen the most important relationship in my life? Girl, God cares about your mental health. So much so that he sent his son Jesus to destroy the strongholds, principalities, and iniquities of the very things that try to hold us back from getting closer to him. The one thing that the enemy wants to do is make you believe that you are incapable of trusting God. And if he can do that through anxiety and fear and depression and bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, then he'll do it. But the good news is that the blood of Jesus Christ will cover anything We just have to believe. Welcome to We Got This Girl podcast. This is episode 12, Happy Mental Health Awareness. Happy, happy, happy Saturday, girls. Oh my goodness. Um... I am elated to be here today. I always say I'm so super excited. I'm super excited. So I decided to come up with another word. I'm elated. (laughs) I'm just playing. I'm super excited to be here because today we are talking about mental health. And um, I'm going to give you all all the backstory of what happened, of why this was supposed to, episode 12 was supposed to be published last Saturday and actually today was supposed to be episode 13 but uh, a lot happened and I will tell you what happened and it is a part of this testimony so um let's pray first and then we'll jump into it mm-hmm Lord, I thank you for every single person listening to this podcast. I thank you for the ears that will hear the testimony of the Lord. I thank you for the ears and the heart that will hear your glory, Lord God. I pray that it reaches, that your power always will reach. I pray that these women know that your power will always reach to any place that they are, Lord God, no matter how deep they feel that they are, no matter how ingrained they feel that the, the, um, the mental torment is, Lord God, that your power is so powerful. It is able to reach wherever they are. I pray, Lord, that hearts are softened, um, that ears are able to hear. And Holy Spirit, just guide this entire podcast, guide this entire experience so that it be fruitful and that it multiply in your love and in your joy and in your peace and in deliverance through you. In Jesus name. Amen.
All right. So today is um, a I'm going to put a trigger warning and I always put a trigger warning on things because I do believe that it is necessary or just, you know, polite to let people know, okay, this is going to, this is not, you know, this may not be a ride to work episode, but, um, but yeah, we'll put a trigger warning, but I'm excited. So let's jump into it. So this month is mental health awareness and, um, the Holy Spirit was like, share your testimony, share your testimony. And so I, I made a post on Instagram about just, um, you know, being delivered by God from trauma, from the spirit of trauma, from, um, from depression, from anxiety. And, um, I also shared about, you know, uh, when the Lord saved me through a friend of a friend, when I was contemplating suicide. And so I'm just going to share all of that today. And then we're also going to look at Psalm 77 um, because it's really powerful. And I think that it's going to be amazing. So I've shared this before on this platform, but um, one thing that the Lord has given me boldness to speak about is the testimony of me being um, molested when I was a child by a family member. And one of the things that I struggled with a lot, um, and it wasn't until 2020 when we were left alone and, you know, there was no stimulus to keep me going and I'm always busy and I was just at home and, and I sat with the Lord and I was like, why did you let this happen? Why would you, a good God, let something like this be done to me? And what the Lord said to me was, and I believe this is going to be a breakthrough for somebody, okay? What the Lord said to me was, what you don't know is that it hurt me more and just as much as it hurt you to see and witness that. Like, that was the exact, like, that was what was said to me. I was in my bathroom. I was crying out to God. I mean, crying out because it was a, it was a block in my relationship with the Lord of this has caused me so much pain. This has caused me so much like aftermath. And I'm going to talk about that aftermath, but this has caused me so much. Why would you let something like this happen to me? And God said that it hurt him too. It hurt him too. One of the biggest questions that we all, I won't say that we all have, but that a lot of people have and that a lot of atheists will argue is if God is such a good God, why doesn't he stop bad things from happening? And we can go into the deep sovereignty and all this different stuff. But the truth about it is that the world, when God gave dominion over man and man, when God gave dominion over the world to man and man decided to sin automatically he gave it God keeps his promises he said I give dominion over this earth to man and since man decided to sin that's where the earth decided to go this world is full of sin and bad and hatred and spirits that roam unsaid and untouched and because of that bad things happen okay 
But the the amazing, amazing thing about God is that he began to show me that he is the restorer and the repairer, that he is a healer. And so I grew up listening that, okay, God is a healer. God is a healer. But I didn't know exactly how God was a healer. So I move on into my life and I struggle with fear, anxiety, depression, and trauma. Okay. And as you could imagine, so like my trust, the trust of a family member was broken. And so I, I move into life just being afraid of my own shadow, basically. And so it just goes deeper. And so by the time I was 9, 10, 11, 12, like I was in deep depression. And, you know, my doctors would tell my mom, oh, we want to put her on medicine. We want to put on medicine. And my mom, you know, it's like she's just so young to be putting on medicine. But my the things that I was expressing was obvious depression, obvious anxiety, obvious fear, obvious trauma. Okay, now, mind you, I did not um, share anything about what happened to me until I was 18 years old with anybody. Didn't, I never spoke about it, never said anything. And when I was 18, um, I was sitting in uh, <laughs> I was sitting in like a counseling session uh, because I would be back and forth in counseling. My parents got divorced. My mom put me in counseling and I'm sharing all of this for a reason. Um, because it is my testimony and I do believe that we are healed and delivered through the words of our testimony because it is the glory of God of why I am here right now. And um, so I would be in and, you know, in and out of counseling and stuff like that. And so um, at this particular time, it's just like that it was coming up to the surface, that memory was coming up to the surface. And so. Um, I, that was the first time I ever said anything about it. And what a hell ride that was when it came to the surface and I had to deal with it. And so suicide, like suicide attempts, um, or not attempts, but thoughts of suicide just became so heavy on me. Thoughts of, um, just deep depression, like feeling like I could not get out of it. And someone is going to relate to this. But when you feel like there is a dark cloud over you and it will never go away, you you see people laughing and you're like, why are these people laughing? You see people enjoying life and you're like, what is there to enjoy about life? That is a true feeling. That is a true feeling. And it is not to be invalidated because it can wreck you. Um, when you have anxiety to go around people, when you don't trust people, when you don't even trust God. And so all of this is being expressed. But at the same time, I'm hearing that God is a good God, that he's great, that he's everything. And a part of me is like, I can believe this. And a part of me is like, no, I, I can't believe this. So fast forward to a couple, like, you know, a couple years later, and I'll put a caveat here. I shared this on my Instagram, but I was in a place where I was at the stoplight in front of my apartment. I was around maybe 20. Okay. I was at the stoplight at my apartment and I said, you know what? I give up. I give up. And in that moment, I felt 
this 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 stronghold on me to just be like give up just give up like give up it is like that for the first time in a long time in my mind I had just relinquished just given up control and I was like I give up I give up so the stoplight was red by the time the stoplight turned green I don't know what the Lord did but I just started praying (laughs) I started praying and I was like I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord mind you been in church my entire life had studied the Bible had um, rededicated my life to Jesus and been baptized again like all of these things had occurred and so the word like those seeds were in me and somebody had been praying for me because I just started praying. By the time the light turned green and I got to my apartment complex, I was just, you know, I would live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I would live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. So I go to sleep. The next morning, I wake up to a text message. I skip class, you know, just feeling like I was sinking into this deep hole. I skip class and... um a friend of a friend whom I had not spoken to in years, probably like five or six years. She texts me and she says, hey, are you okay? Question mark. I've been thinking about you and praying for you. And in that moment, everything stopped for me. Everything stopped for me. I, I, like, I just, I cried. I I broke down in tears because in that moment, I knew that God was watching over me. And you hear that all the time. But when he shows you that, it's like it's something it does something to you. And so for anyone who's listening right now, that you are in a place where you feel like you are unseen, that the things that you are going through are unseen. I'm telling you that the God Almighty, El Shaddai, the God of all eternity, sees you. He sees his daughter and he will not let something overtake you. He sees you. He protects you. You rest in the shelter of his wings. Okay. And so this, this beautiful woman texts me and I had not spoken to her in five years. We said all that. Right. And so I'm just sitting there like, Okay, do I tell her? And I'm like, I got to tell her. And now that it has passed, the Lord was like, confirm for her that I said that I sent, you know, that she's right in me sending her. Um, He, of course, I didn't know that at the time. But now that I look back at it, it's like, yeah. So I told her, I was like, it's been a hard week. Depression has been taking over me, this, this and this. And I, I I actually thought about suicide. And so... Maybe a couple of weeks later, um, she sends something through the mail for me through her friend that I know, right? The re- the whole reason why we know each other and um, or the whole reason why I'm still connected to this person, I guess I should say. And she sends a book for me about resting and about mental health and um, through God's perspective. And so I share all of that because it's a part of this journey. Um, a little time after that, I, you know, of course, moved back home. The pandemic happens, all of this, what I just shared about, 
just really going through that desert and that wilderness of sitting and asking God those hard questions and him being gracious enough and merciful to answer me and answer me with kindness and loving kindness and gentleness. That's the type of father that we have. And so if you are struggling with the spirit of trauma, okay, with trauma, ask God, And he will tell you, ask him the questions that you want to ask him for so many years. I wish I would have asked him that question. Why did you let this happen to me? But fear of the Lord is pure, but we should not be afraid to ask our father whom we have a relationship with when we're asking him in pure heartedness and God knows when our heart is pure and he will answer us. It may not be how we want him to answer. I would have never assumed that God will answer me the way he did. Okay. That it hurt him too, that he was hurt too. I would have never assumed that. Like if somebody would say, well, what do you think God would say to this? I would be like, Hmm, God's going to say, we're going to get him." But like for him to say that it hurt him, more than it hurt me. It hurt him just as much that I I was just shocked. And so you will be surprised. Talk to our father, talk to our father and tell him, ask him those questions, be vulnerable with him. Because the thing about it, y'all, he knows what we think in any way. He knows what's on our heart anyway. He's just waiting for us to come to him and to express that. And so I told how I moved back home. I'm going through this wilderness. I've shared that before. 2020, huh, year of hell, but also year of healing and deliverance, right? And so fast forward, okay? So it's like 2021. I move in with a friend and um, I was praying the that night. So it's like a, a night. I'm so I'm setting the scene. I'm 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 roomating with my friend. And um, so I'm away from home, not too far, still in the same city. And 2021 was probably, I think, worse for me than 2020, because as far as depression and anxiety, it was at an all time high. Like it was beating the crap out of me. I would literally go to work, come home, go straight to my room, never come out until I had to go to work again the next day. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't really go anywhere. I had stopped going to church practically. Um, I was just like, sometimes I would turn over and go online. But this feeling of that this thing happened to me at five will never go away was on me heavy, on me heavy. And I had to sit with the, okay, God, where do I go now? Like, I understand, okay, you're hurt. You were hurt in that moment. Okay, I understand that, you know, I have to forgive this person for what they did to me. I understand that I will have a testimony one day. But how do I, what do I do now? How do I receive your joy now? And that was my true prayer. And so God prompted me one night into worship. And I had my earphones in and I'm just worshiping. And it was actually to the hymn medley um, with Maverick City. Okay, one of their earlier pieces. And so I just I'm prompted into worship. And so this is where um, deliverance happens. And and this is why I'm so serious about the spiritual realm. Um, And God has been like teaching me about this. So I'm praying. And in that moment, I remember like just praying to God, like I receive your joy. 
I receive your joy right now. And I remember my roommate, my friend, was reading Defiant Joy, this book called Defiant Joy. And I, I still haven't read Defiant Joy, okay? But I was like, I'm going to have Defiant Joy. I don't even know what it meant. I was like, I'm going to have Defiant Joy. And I tell God, I'm like, I receive your joy in this moment. I don't know what it looks like. I don't even know what that will be like, but I receive your joy in this moment. And so I remember I broke out into laughter. Like I was not listening to anything funny. I No one said a joke. I wasn't watching it. The TV was not on, but I broke out into like a belly laughter. <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about it because I remember it vividly. And I just remember there was this laughter that just this feeling like of just joy just like overcame me. And I was like, okay, this is weird, but I like it. Okay, I like it. And yeah, I laughed. And so I went to sleep. That night, um, I had a very interesting experience. So I was asleep and I had a dream. Um but when I woke up, the dream kind of came to life. So I have this dream. I'm in my room at the time in the apartment that I was living in. The bed is the same way. The window is in the same way. And in the dream, there's this big black mass. Okay. I mean, it's huge. It's like I'm getting chills talking about it. But somebody is being delivered. And if this is something that you don't want to hear, click off. Click off. But if you believe that you can be delivered, keep listening. So I'm sitting, I'm in, in the bed and in the dream, this big black mass is like hovering over me. Okay. And so in my dream, I remember saying, I command you to go right now in the name of Jesus. Okay. I said just that. And I'm praying and I'm like, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go in my dream. I'm saying this, I wake up out of my sleep. So I am now awake. All right. I'm awake, vividly awake. I'm in real life. I see with my own eyes. I have chills right now. I see with my own eyes, this big black mass. I mean, it was like, um, think about like if a black tent was like hovering over you, the figure, I didn't see a face, which I, you know, I've seen spirits before in my younger years, you know, so I didn't see a face. I didn't see, you know, arms or anything, but the figure could have been like a, like a, like maybe a head, but it was a big black mass. That's all I remember. And I said it out loud in reality. I said, I command you to go in the name of Jesus. And I remember the mass moved over me and went out the window. There was a window by my bed. And I asked the Lord, I said, what was that? And the Holy Spirit said, that was the spirit of trauma leaving you. Glory to God. I am almost in tears. I'm trying to hold back. The Holy Spirit said that was the spirit of trauma being lifted off of you. And ever since that day, I can talk about what has happened. Oh, Jesus. I can talk about what has happened to me 
without feeling a pit in my stomach. I can share the testimony of the Lord of how he delivered me from trauma, how he delivered me from the trauma of molestation. And I can talk about it to anybody and I can share it with anybody. I don't wake up every morning with this feeling in my stomach like, oh my gosh, I have to go through this day, right? (laughs) And so in that moment, God delivered me and he healed me and he can do the same. He has done the same thing for you. We just have to receive it. And so uh, (laughs) the days following the Holy Spirit was attacked. I mean, excuse me, uh, the enemy was attacking me heavy. I kept having these dreams, almost like nightmares, and he he was attacking me heavy. And I'm going to go into detail because I think that it's important because so many people experience this, but they don't know that they're being attacked. I was having false awakenings. So I would wake up and think that I'm actually awake and I wouldn't be. And at one point for like a week straight, I was having it every single day. And I would not know if I was in reality or, or like in real life sometimes when I would wake up. And so I would have things that I would look at to make sure that I was like, OK, this is not a dream. So the Holy Spirit was like, you're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to have to get this together. And so I started, you know, I didn't know how to pray really then because about stuff like that. I just knew that I was having these false awakenings because I Googled it on, I mean, I researched it on Google. But what was happening was that the Holy Spirit, not the whole, I keep saying the Holy Spirit, the enemy was mad because this thing that he had on me was gone. I had told it, I had commanded it to leave and it left. And we're going to talk about the authority that we have. And so I'm going to read something about that. But um, the enemy was mad. So the next like year or so, depression and anxiety, anxiety started ramping up. Anxiety took over and it started ramping up. It was like, oh, So you're not traumatized no more or we're going to make you anxious. So anxiety took over. And so at that time, you know, at 20, I was diagnosed with mad depression disorder. uh, Yeah, MAD, um, uh, not mad, but uh, depression disorder, major depression disorder. And so at 22, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety. Um, And baby, (laughs) it tried to live up to its name. And I think that's why it's so important that we don't receive diagnosis from people because I would tell people, oh, I have, oh, I have. And every time I said that I came into agreement with those things. And so anxiety 22 and still to this day, it's a fight but I tell anxiety you do not have power over me you do not have power over me you are in treason if you think you have power over me but anyway at 22 psychiatrists diagnosed me with generalized anxiety and I would be afraid to just be around people like would feel sick to my stomach my head would hurt I would sweat oh my gosh I would sweat like crazy um I hated being around people. I did not want to go anywhere. I didn't want to speak around people. I would be afraid to even speak. Like literally like just saying hello to someone. I was afraid to even say hello. It was like something had grabbed me and was just holding on to me. Like literally holding on to me and would not let me go. That's not the feeling that I had, but just the way that I described that time in my life. That's how it felt. 
And so I'll never forget. Um, this was 2021, almost 2022, like maybe December or January. Yeah, December. Um, or maybe January. <laughs> and so I'm having like anxiety is taking over so much that I'm literally feeling like I can't do this anymore. Those thoughts are coming back. I can't do this anymore. And so I call my coworker and I had been talking and she's now my friend, but <laughs> my coworker and I had been talking and she was telling me her testimony of how she had been delivered from bipolar disorder and how she had not taken any medicine since she had been delivered. And she has never, I mean, no manic episodes or anything for two years. And I'm just like, wow, God is good. And so at the time I'm going through this anxiety, this debilitating anxiety. And I'm like, I don't see how I can get out of this, you know, back at this place again. And so I remember she telling me, she was like, if you ever want to pray, you know, she planted that seed and she meant it. She said, if you ever want to pray, just call me. So weeks later passed by and I'm like, okay, I can't do this, Lord. Like, I, I love you. I want to be with you. I want to serve you, but I cannot do this. Like, I can't do this. I cannot live my life like this. I want to be with you. And I say this, and I'm not ashamed to say this because so many believers say this. They say, Lord, just, just take me. Just, I want to be in heaven with you. And we justify. We will use what we have to justify. Remember when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by the enemy, the enemy said, um, um, cast yourself off this. And, and the Lord God, he used Psalm 91 against Jesus. He, the enemy used Psalm 91 against Jesus. He said, didn't the Lord say that he will command his angels to lift you up so that you will not strike your foot against a stone? And Jesus said, the Lord God shall not be tested. I shall not put the Lord God to the test. And so, so many believers, oh, I have chills. So many believers will use that. Oh Lord, I just want to be in heaven with you. Oh Lord, I just want to go and I just want to be in heaven with you. No, baby, that's the spirit of suicide trying to overtake you. That's the spirit of death trying to come and get you. No, 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 ma'am. It is not your time to go until God says it is your time to go. So we come against untimely death. We come against the spirit of suicide. But in that moment, anyway, I couldn't say all of that. Okay. And that's why it's so important to align yourself with people that will pray over you. Because in those times, that's what God puts intercessors on the earth for. To pray and stand in the gap for you when you are unable to pray for yourself. Either because you lack the knowledge or because you just don't have the strength. And so I call up my coworker, now friend, and I tell her, I like, I, I just, I'm honest with her. I said, hey, I'm having thoughts of suicide because I am so anxious. It's like, I'm afraid of my own shadow. I hate being around people. I, the only time that I'm okay is when I'm by myself. And even then my thoughts are overtaking me. That's exactly what I say to her. She starts to pray immediately. She starts praying in the spirit immediately. And she tells me, the feeling that I was having, I had never said this to anybody, but this feeling that I was having that someone was like holding me hostage, like, like had their arms around me and would not let go. She said, I see a vision of you in your bed. Okay. She says this green 
mass, almost like the Grinch, kind of. She said, that's how I could kind of describe it. She said, it is getting in bed with you and wrapping its arms around you. I have chills telling you this. She said, it is wrapping its arms around you. And in the moment, she said, I break it in the name of Jesus. I denounce in the name of Jesus. She just starts speaking. She said, I'm going to sing you renunciations. I'm going to sing you the things that you need to say and the way that you need to pray. And she broke it right then and there in the name of Jesus. And so... I, I wake up the next morning. I pray what she sent me to pray. I denounce the spirit of anxiety in the name of Jesus. I come against it. It has no power over me for I am a child of God and I have the mind of Christ and I'm speaking all of these things and the promises of the Lord over me. And anxiety started to leave. I started to be able to be around people a little bit more. I started to go a little bit more. I was able to tread through a little bit more day after day, able to tread through a little more. What happened in that moment, and I want to be honest with this, what happened in that moment, I didn't feel what I felt with the spirit of trauma. I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, something has been lifted off of me. What I did feel like is that I had been given the tools that when those things try to arise against me, I tell it to stop. I tell it to go. I bind it up and I send it out. And I tell you, you shall never come back here again. And so I started to research all these different things about the sympathetic sympathetic nervous system and asympathetic nervous system and all these different things and hormones that can cause these things. And what happens is that we fail to realize that we are natural beings as well as spiritual beings. And so when we do something in the spirit, we also need to do it in the physical too. And so what was happening is I was in this place where I felt like, oh, I don't need medicine. I don't need medicine. Mm -mm. I don't need medicine. I don't need medicine. Nope, 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 nope. I'm a Christian. God says that blah, 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 blah. No, baby. Do it in the natural too. I am healed in the spiritual and I'm also healed in the natural. The way that our bodies are made, there are things that we are depleted from that we need. And if a pill is going to help you in your deliverance, you take it. And so the Holy Spirit softened me. And it was so funny because... Everything that I was hearing in that moment was telling me like all the sermons that I was hearing and, you know, um, my pastor was talking about it. Like, no, you take that pill and you say, I take this pill. I do not receive the diagnosis that I've gotten. I take this pill. I'm healed in the name of Jesus by his stripes. I am healed and you continue taking it until you don't have to take it anymore. I went from taking an anxiety pill every single day to taking it when I needed it, to now I have boxes of it and don't have to take it. And maybe if I know that I'm going to be triggered, I say, okay, Lord, I'm going to take this. But I have the tools to tell these things that try to overtake me that you don't have power over me. All right. So let's fast forward to last week. I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'm like, I'm going to share my testimony. I'm going to share what I just said on this platform and all the glory is going to be given to God. I wake up Friday morning and I don't want to go to work. I'm like, I can't do this. I end up going to work. I end up pushing through. But all day, I'm just this feeling of like fear and anxiety and tiredness. And I didn't know what was going on with me because I had not felt like this in I would say years, like just this feeling. It was a pseudo feeling 
what I'm realizing. Those things were trying to attack me. So I wake up, you know, this Mother's Day. I tread through Mother's Day. You know, I have fun Mother's Day. And then right back on Sunday, I'm back into this hole. Monday, I'm back into this hole. Monday, I'm in pain, like physical pain. So much physical pain. I stay off work. Okay, Tuesday, I'm back at work. I just, I can't do it. I'm drudging. I finally text my support group. And I remember the Holy Spirit was like, ask for prayer. I felt like I could not pray for myself. I actually felt like in those moments, I was like, I just can't do it. I can't pray for myself. I can't. I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting these things. I'm tired of telling stuff to go. I'm tired of doing this and this and the other. I'm tired of casting and binding things out. I am tired of battling. I'm tired. And the Holy Spirit said, call this person in this or text this person in person and ask for prayer. Ask for prayer. So I call the two people that I knew. Y'all know. <laughs> y'all know y'all got those people. There's, you say, can you pray for me? And they say, oh yeah, girl, I pray for you. And they don't pray for you. But you know those people that when you say, can you pray for me? They're going to stop what they're doing and they're going to pray for you. And so those are the two, my two, my two folks that I called or I texted. And I just was honest with them. I said, I'm having depression and I said depression oh no 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 this is what I said I said I'm fighting depression and anxiety and I feel like they're winning that's exactly what I said I said can you pray for me first person said absolutely I'm praying now and she said open up your mouth and you take authority and I'm like I am I am opening up my mouth I am taking authority she was like, I'm praying for you right now. You open up your mouth and you take authority. You know how somebody is like really concerned over you. Okay. My other friend. And it's amazing because God, I feel like they said everything that God wanted them to say. It was both expressed differently. But uh, my other friend says, stop fighting and rest. That's what she said. She said, stop fighting and rest. She said, I'm praying for you right now. And in that moment, I felt like she was taking, she, it was like in battle when you're like fighting, you know, and then the next person comes up and you come and you like get yourself together and put your ammo back in. And that other person starts fighting. I'm in tears. That's what happened. That's what happened with those women for me. They said, okay, let me stand in the gap for you. Because you are valued by God. Because we love you. Because God loves us. We're going to stand in the gap for you right now. So when she said just rest. She said mm -mm, don't fight anymore. Just rest. And so for the rest of the week. I didn't bind anything up. I didn't guess. I don't think I did. I think sometimes I did. I was like oh, I, I, I am not going to let you take control of me. But my mind was at rest. And she sent me this scripture. And this is not the scripture that we were going to read, but I do want to read it to you. Um, she sent me this scripture. And it's Psalm 121 verses one through eight. And this is the message translation. She says, it says, I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from mountains? No, my strength comes from God who made heaven and earth. 
and mountains. He won't let you stumble. Your guardian God won't fall asleep. Not on your life. Israel's guardian will never doze or sleep. God's your guardian right at your side to protect you. Shielding you from sunstroke, sheltering you from moonstroke. Excuse me. God guards you from every evil. He guards your very life. He guards you when you leave and when you return. He guards you now. He guards you always. Praise the Lord. Amen. And when I read that, she sent me that I read it and it's like everything stopped. And everything fell into the peace of the Lord, into the order of the peace of God. And it's like my body was like, okay, now rest. I rested. I went for walks. And one thing that she told me, and I want to share with you, she said, don't fight it anymore. Just rest and set your mind in one thing alone. The Lord is by your side. He hasn't left and he can lift. He can help you lift it. These are the true watching. I've never seen the promises of God be manifested like this in my life. Like I've seen over the last eight, uh, I say five years. I've never seen the promises of God manifested like this. And when I see that faith. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes when you struggle with mental health, you don't see peace. You don't see hope. You don't see joy. But to speak it and to see these promises that God is our guardian, the guardian of Israel, the great guardian who never dozes, who never sleeps, who will protect you and shelter you from sunstroke, who will protect you from moonstroke. So he protects you in the morning and at night. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. Nothing ever catches him by surprise. He will guard your very life. When I hear things like that, you can rest. I remember that night I got the best sleep that I had gotten in days. I woke up and I looked at myself. I was like, oh, God, I look better. Like, I look better. And so I share all of this. I think that's my favorite thing. I share all of this. The purpose of this and the purpose of this testimony, one, is to say that, God, girl, you will never, you will never misstep going with God. You will never misstep going with God. He is so powerful. He is so mighty. They call him, we call him El Shaddai, God Almighty. God Almighty. That is who he is. And he cares about you so much. I don't care what doctor, what psychiatrist has told you what you have. You don't receive it. Don't receive it. Don't say, oh, I have da 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 And it takes practice because we let that become our identity. And so people want to tell me, oh, well, you're, you have da 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 And you have this and you have that. No, I don't. No, I don't. 
And when those things try to come against you, tell it to leave in Jesus name. And this is why you can tell something to leave. The Holy Spirit gave me a revelation of the cross. So we know that Jesus, you know, was crucified. And when he when he died, okay, because Jesus died and then he was resurrected and now he's alive, right? A lot of people are forgetting that part. But um, when Jesus died, uh, he went to the foundations, okay? There's a scripture. Yeah, let me get my, my um, I think it's Psalm. Oh, crap. What is that scripture? All right. Yep. There's a scripture in Psalm 11. Okay. Jesus went to the foundations. Okay. And it says in Psalm 11, verse three, when the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes the son of man. He examines them. Okay. When I was learning how to pray, Okay, how to pray a warring prayer, how to not pray passively. Lord, save me. Lord, heal me. The Lord has already saved us. The Lord has already healed us. When I learn to pray a warring prayer, and I mean warring prayer, like a Hannah prayer, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, three Hebrew boys in the fire type prayer, like it changed everything. And the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation that when Jesus went down to the foundations and broke the foundations of sin, disease, death, anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, anything, anything, perversion, anything, Jesus went down to the foundation and he broke it. He bound it up and he made it come under authority to him. Listen to me. And I know this is at 41 minutes. If you're still listening, it's a reason why you're still listening. Jesus, you have said, believer, that you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and was raised on the third day and now sits on the right, sits at the right hand of the father who is your father. And that when he sees you, he sees righteousness. He sees Jesus. You believe that. You confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart and you have fulfilled all righteousness. You have been put in that water under the name of Jesus. Okay. And you have come up. You have come into agreement with what Jesus did when he broke the foundations. Listen to me. Nothing. And I mean, not a single darn thing can overtake you girl not a single thing can overtake you when you said out of your mouth Jesus is Lord you came into agreement with what he did and this is what he did he went to the foundations and he went in there like I mean big bad Jesus like literally like, I'm not kidding. I'm not being funny. And he bound everything up. When we read that scripture in Isaiah and it says for Jesus Christ was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of my peace is upon him. And by his stripes, I am healed. We're not just saying that. 
No, his blood was shed. Blood and water came out of his side. It is a, it is a promise. He made every single iniquity, disease, and spirit come under the authority of him. Not the enemy. The enemy is still going to try to prosper these things because the, the word says that our people, God says, my people will perish for lack of knowledge. I was listening to Stephanie um, Ike, I think is how you say her name. And she was, I'm going to put that on here because I think that's a really good lesson to listen to. But she was talking about how in that scripture, the Lord showed her the revelation, my people, people who belong to him. We're not talking about people who haven't come to Christ yet. We're not talking about, we're talking about people who are blood bought believers praying every single day, love the Lord, have a relationship with him, are good to people and compassionate. And they are struggling. They are under the influence they are being tormented because they think that it's it's society is telling you that, oh, well, to be a Christian, you know, we can't deny uh, we can't deny these things. Sometimes that's just what life is going to be like. Uh, no, ma'am. Then what did Jesus come here for? No, ma'am. No, no, we don't accept that. So literally, I'm telling you, whatever mental health you are dealing with, happy mental health awareness month. Okay, Jesus came for you. Whatever you are dealing with, you have the power and authority because Jesus gave us the power authority through his death and resurrection that you can tell that stuff to go. And when you tell it to go, you believe it. You believe it in your heart that you that it is gone because you said it. And because Jesus said it first, you are only coming into agreement with what Jesus has already made happen. That stuff has already come under subjection of the Lord. What happens is when we say it and we don't believe it, we don't have the knowledge that God has already done those things. When we say, I command you to go and we don't believe that Jesus has already commanded something to leave. That's when it's like, oh, <laughs> okay, you funny. That's cute, right? There's a story in the Bible, like one of the... um Apostles was casting out something and the, the demon was like, uh, yeah, who are you? So believe it, have the authority, go and ask the Lord to show you, to show you, um, to show you, uh, where you can read about authority, ask him to give you sermons and lesson on authority, on kingdom authority. You have it, girl. You have it. All right. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to stop. But <laughs> I want us to read Psalm 77. Okay. And so my study Bible says that this is Asaph. And I don't know who Asaph is. I really thought it was David. But I want to read this Psalm. And it's Psalm 77. And the theme says we are comforted through the hard times by remembering God's help in the past. Recalling God's miracles and previous works can give us courage to continue. And so I, I think the Lord wants us to have courage and boldness to continue and for us to remember him and what he's done in the past, whether it be in our lives and other people's lives or what he's done in his word. Right. So verse one, Psalm 77. 
I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands and my soul refused to be comforted. I remembered you, O God, and I groaned. I mused and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart mused and my spirit inquired. Will the Lord reject forever? Will the Lord never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Verse 10. Then I thought to this, I will appeal the years of the right hand of the most high. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O oh God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? What God is so great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeem your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, O oh God. The waters saw you in Rithrid. I think that's that word. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The skies resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, through your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so we end with this, and I know this is a very, very long podcast, okay? But if you're still listening, I pray blessings over you. I pray that you come into the revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ and all that is covered under the blood and what he has done. I love you and happy mental health awareness. Bye.